Your COO, your CWO, which you might have thought of as your office manager, their job is to execute the business plan, right? So they're accountable to the P&L, the profit and loss statement and the metrics. Their job is to harmoniously integrate the leadership team. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are thoroughly enjoying these conversations regarding team. I hope you all got a lot out of our series during the month of October, breaking down the the dynamic of what it means to build a remarkable team. Now we're actually pivoting into into actually what does it look like to execute and have a remarkable team and what does that actually look like? And man, I'm excited because we have a four-part series that we are kicking off with. Today, we're going to be focusing in on you, the CEO but we're going to be unpacking the COO in the next part. And then we're going to be getting into the associate doctors. And there's two different types. You've got the associate doctor business builder and the associate doctor caregiver. So we're going to be digging deep into what does this look like to have a remarkable business, to do remarkable business. And again, Our premise is you, Doc, don't have to be awesome at everything. You just have to build a team that's awesome at everything. So we're excited to be able to dig in to this series starting today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Pete, what a great sort of pre-show conversation that we had leading into this as we were saying, you know, this is what it really boils down to. You know, when you get on the other side of all the tactical and practical things that we're teaching as far as how to build the business, how to run the business, et cetera, what it comes down to is that one incredibly important phrase, the my favorite side of the Rubik's Cube, of course, which is the team and all of those things that come with the team, right? So it's leading the team, it's running the team, it's making sure that you hold the team accountable to the things that they need to do, et cetera, right? So it can start to kind of back up and feel like a lot of stuff to do and a lot of pressure, right? So, but we want to relieve some of that pressure by saying, listen, it is not about you being awesome at everything, doc. And I know that as an owner operator, very often you could have felt that way, man, I got to be awesome at everything. And chances are, if you listen to this, you know, Pete, they probably are awesome at everything, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but that's not scalable. Doc, I'm sorry, man, you're not scalable and you are by definition, not durable, but I bet you are awesome at everything. Right. But here's the deal, right? It it is not about you being awesome at everything because that's going to create a huge capacity block for you. And it's also going to start competing with other very critically important things in your life, right? So, which will suck the energy and the passion out of you and limit your capacity to serve and expand. So it's not about you being awesome at everything. It's about you building a team that's awesome at everything, right? So ultimately it's about surrounding yourself with A players who share your core values and buy into your vision story and making sure that you're super clear on your accountability chart. like, in other words, what are the roles in my organization? What are the responsibilities or what will these people be accountable to in those roles? And then how do we measure excellence? How do we measure their performance? And what are the standards around those measurements? Once you have that information, you can start looking around and being like, okay, 
I really know this, what this business calls for, what kind of team I need to have, because those tasks for each one of those roles, it's going to call for a human being that's got certain talents, skills, experience, et cetera. Next thing you know, you recognize that each role calls for type of person. Then we bring that person into our business, put them in that role, and then we delegate things to them, right? And we train and we equip them, and then we trust them. We let them do their job, but we create reporting systems and meeting rhythms. The reporting systems, like what the scorecard is, what we're going to talk about today. That's one of my favorite reporting systems that creates the visibility into how they're doing. And then the meeting rhythms, where we use those scorecards, for example, in 30, 60, and 90 day meetups, that creates the collisions, creates the communications, creates the accountability that we need to create the focus and therefore the productivity that we desire. Yeah, it's so good, Doc, that we're having this conversation now because, you know, we're, if you're listening to this episode as it releases here, we're here at the end of 2020. We're nearing the end of it. And what a year this has been for all of us. But, you know, we have, you know, had a lot that's happened. And I think a lot of us have had to rethink and restructure and reorganize and, and reprioritize. And also our visions have gotten hopefully a lot clearer and what's important in our priorities. And again, for you as a CEO listening to this, this really has to become your highest priority. Like Doc said of the six sides of the Rubik's Cube, your team. And really as you transition and you change your identity and you change your behaviors, you begin to really see the importance of building that remarkable team and prioritizing and valuing it. And so that's why we're digging into this conversation because it's not possible for you to become and do CEO unless this actually happens. So this is a this is the the work that needs to be done. This is the important work. And so a couple of things. Number one is we are going to, two, two things I just want to just present now. One is we are going to give you a blank scorecard. So I'm just going to throw that out there right here at the beginning before we even get into this, because we want to make sure that you have tools to be able to succeed. So we're going to actually have that as part of this episode. So you'll be able to get that there's going to be a link so you can download that. It's a PDF. It's a fillable. It's blank. It's fillable. And when we speak during this podcast and the other ones, you'll, we'll make sure that you have the ability to start to fill that in. And if you have any questions while you're doing it, please just reach out to us. We're here to help you. Okay. So I want you to know that we spend many of our hours of our weeks actually doing this. So just let us know. And then number two is come turn of the year, 2021, we actually have our team building immersion. I'm just going to go ahead and plant this seed here now. You know, 2020 was very disruptive when it comes to events and things like that for many people. You know, we had to, you know, pivot and go from these live in-person events to doing virtual events. And so, you know, we are continuing to meet regardless whether it's in-person or virtual. We continue to meet and we're seeing huge value from our doctors getting together. Well, in January, we're having our team building immersion. I just want to throw it out there. We'd love for you to join us. If you've never attended immersion before, this would be a great one to attend. If you've, you know, attended in the past and I'm hoping and believing you've gotten huge value out of that. Join us again. This is going to be a big one. We're going to dig into your team when, when we're there. So I just had to just seed that. But and, and Pete, let me add that, you know, we'll be doing our U.S. event. So for the North American audience in this hemisphere in January, but also we will have our Australasian event and team building in February. So we always do the back-to-backs like that. We do four events for the North American crowd, and then we have our Australasian crowd. So we do four events for them as well, attraction, conversion, retention, team building. So eight events a year, whether they're actual, meaning live or virtual, huge power packed, lots of value. 
Yes, we'll have a link here with this episode so you can go and you can check that out and then you can get registered for that event. So I just want to kind of present this as a framework for this episode, but also the future episodes. So I want you to imagine right now myself, Dr. Franson, showing up, airdropping into one of your next team meetings. Let's call it your next team meeting. And I just want you to envision this. So this, this is kind of us. So if we airdropped in or that fly on the wall, so to speak, we're going to walk in there and we're going to be thinking this. I should be able to walk into your meeting and immediately be able to pick out who leads this business, right? Who's the visionary here? Who's cat? Who is that? Now, without asking any questions, just by observing and by being in the room, I should be able to walk in and say, who leads this business? I also should be able to be able to see and hear and know who runs this business, who's organizing this ship, who's really kind of directing the, the troops, you know, down here, who's running the business. I should also be able to see who's marketing this business. Right? Who's, the, who's generating the leads for this business? And then I should be able to see who sells this product? Who sells this product, this service? Who's se- selling this to the people? I should also be able to say who's delivering and capturing value and who's educating the people in this business? Who's delivering the care in this business? I should also be able to see who's, who's running the team, who's organizing this, this meeting and the trainings that are happening in this business. And I should also be able to, be able to find out who, who's, Who's running and administrating this, this business from the back office perspective? Like who's running admin on this biz, this whole thing, right? I should be able to come into your meeting, Dr. France, and I airdrop into your next meeting and that we should be able to know all of that. Now, that's the setup, <laughs> I would think, for what we're about to get into, which is some of you may be intimidated by that. Some of you may be super inspired and motivated by that. Like, come on in. We want you to come. I will say this. We need to be able to have that level of clarity. Your team needs to have that level of clarity that they know what role they're in, what they own, what's expected of them, what they're accountable for. And this episode and these following ones will help to clarify that hopefully for you as we have a discussion, a conversation around this really important subject. So many docs come to us with a myriad of issues, challenges, complaints, crises, or just like, man, I'm trying to go to the next level, but feeling resistance, you know, on some level, there's some breakdown, some pressure, some stress somewhere. And Dr. Pete, as you know, it almost always boils down to their lack of clarity, either the lack of clarity around exactly what they have on their hands right now, or where they're going next, or the most common one, I don't know how to get from now to next, right? So what I want to say to you guys is this series right here, this, the next four episodes, we're really going to be unpacking one tool that would create extraordinary focus for you and for everyone on your team. And we know focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity, right? So we always ask, hey, how many people would like to be busier? You know, we're at our live events and the hands go up and I'm like, gotcha. How many people would rather just be more productive, right? So none of us want to be busier. We want to take our busyness and turn it into productivity. I'll tell you what, this tool we're covering now, the scorecard, is going to be the bridge to take you there. So there are four very specific roles that we want to talk about. You need scorecards for everybody in your team. So I don't want you to think that, hey, we're only talking about these four players, these four roles or four positions. We're just focused as CEOs right now. So we're at the top of that accountability chart. We're talking about the CEO or the visionary or the COO and the, or, or the integrator. So you guys know that we love Gina Wickman's work in traction. We love the EOS system. We love the use of the terms visionary and integrated because it's Says what they do, but we call it the CEO, the chief 
energy officer, the chief executive officer, they are the visionary. And we're going to talk about their role in the business. And then with the COO or the integrator, this is what you probably refer to as your office manager. They're the person that runs the business where the CEO leads the business, right? And then we're going to work our way down that accountability chart. And we're going to tease apart two other sort of complementary relationships. And that is the difference between a business builder DC or a business builder associate doctor and a caregiver DC or a caregiver associate doctor. And we're going to help you identify what are those roles? What are the differences between each other? How do they complement each other like a yin and a yang? And we're going to help you understand these are, this is the role. These are the activities. These are the KPIs. In other words, the key performance indicators are the metrics that measure those specific activities and then teach how to set goals around those, set up expectations and agreements, a reporting system and meeting rhythms. Yep. So guys, here we are. We're in it. So if you are interested in learning more about the CEO, then uh, buckle up. We're about to dive in and we're going to go through some details. As Doc said before, we even you know are recording this, this episode. We spent quite a bit of time actually talking through a lot of these details. So we are going to walk through some things with you. We're going to be presenting some things to you. So if you, if you can stop and write some things down, this would be a really good time to do that. Because what we're going to do is we're going to kind of lay it out this way. We're going to talk high level about the CEO role. Then we're going to, we're going to get into understanding the objectives and then the qualities of that role. Okay. And then we're going to kind of wrap it with our favorite KPIs. And again, there's multiple different scenarios. And so we're going to present one scenario of the, what we would call the VI relationship, the CEO, COO relationship. Remember it's a yin and a yang, right? So the scenario we're going to present to you right now is probably the more common scenario for sure, but it's not the only one. And the scenario is this, that as a CEO, you're going to, your natural genius and gifting is going to move you probably more towards that visionary extrovert and more business builder promoter of the brand of the business, that business builder. And that person's going to be more focused on the attraction and the marketing, and then the conversion side of the business. So we're going to go ahead and say that that's a majority of CEOs. It's not all of you, okay? So we understand that that is not all of you, but that's the majority. So that's the scenario we're presenting today. And then this, because of that, then the yin to your yang, then your CEO, or sorry, COO or integrator would then have strengths and be, you know, their genius is really in the retention side of the business, right? So then that would be their strength and the team, right? So if you look at those two together and doc, you're going to unpack this, I know in great depth with very specific, you know, metrics and things like that. But just so from a high level, understand that that's the framework that we're using for this discussion, knowing that there are multiple different scenarios, but this one's probably the more common one. So let's dig in doc. So let's talk about the CEO, and we're, again, we're digging into this. We're going to continue this. It's really a part one of two because the next episode, we'll get into the COO, but realize you don't have the COO without a CEO and you don't have a CEO without a COO. It just doesn't work. So this conversation is really a two-part hand-in-hand discussion. So what we're going to focus more heavily on the CEO here today. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. 
Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, I love the yin and yang image on this. It's this is a work marriage, frankly. You know, so we hear that joke all the time, but that's that's what it's like. Like like for so many successful marriage marriages, where you have a husband and wife that complement each other so well, it's the same thing here. There's a yin and yang. Very often, your opposites and those opposites drive each other crazy. You know that that's true in these relationships as well. There'll probably be as much love and tension here in this relationship. This is like sometimes it's a slugfest in this relationship. But that's exactly what you need. Is you need that person that's going to be pushing back, challenging you. As long as they share your core values and they buy into the vision story, you know, that that COO, that chief operations officer, the CWO, your integrator will very often be the person in your business that drives you crazy if you're the CEO, right? So, and you'll also feel almost answerable to this person, right? Which is in a great tension, right? It's a, it's a great dynamic for a relationship. So at risk of repeating a couple of things, Dr. Pete, I think it's a good idea that we frame these two people out in this episode yeah. and the next And then we're going to drill down on specifically the KPIs for the CEO, because here's what I want you to know, guys, as much as we use scorecards to help our teams stay focused on what's important now, based on their role, this quarter, this is what I want you to focus on, these activities, and I want to drive these KPIs and these are your goals, right? So you create the accountability for them. Here's the truth. The CEO and the COO, the leadership team, you're not exempt from scorecards. In fact, it's just the opposite, right? So what you're going to find is your scorecard will be more, your KPIs will be more downstream, sort of the bigger numbers that are more downstream from the team's more granular and more focused and specific KPIs. So I like to say the higher up you are on the accountability chart, the further downstream your KPIs will be the bigger numbers, right? Like total patient visits, patient visit average, total collections, collection visit average. Those are all downstream from a lot of different activities that can be measured, therefore other KPIs. So first let's talk about these roles and how they complement one each other. And then we're going to talk about the attributes of, of a great CEO and a great COO. So I want you to listen up on this talk and, and really take this in. You can't hear this enough, frankly. All right. So for first, the CEO, the CEO's job, their role, they are the visionary, right? So they cast the vision for the business. They inspire. You create clarity. You're in charge of the win-win-win, right? So it's the what's important now and what's important next. You're focusing the energy the resources of the team. This is what's important now, and this is what's important next. We call it the win-win. You lead the people, you lead the culture, you lead the business, you lead the team, you lead the practice. Notice the verb there is lead. You create opportunities and relationships. You're a rainmaker, and you champion the market message. Now, that visionary, that role calls for a very specific human being, right? And these are the attributes of that human being very commonly. Those qualities will include, you're usually high level, you're big picture, you're usually passionate and emotional, you're inspiring, you're driven, you're a creative genius, and you're happy to use brute force to get things done and build your business because you got plenty of it. You're a turbo engine, you use thrust energy. You are the visionary, you are the CEO. So let's just pause here because as you're listening to this, and this is the Remarkable CEO podcast, it's very likely that you are a CEO. So I don't know how this works for you, but for me, when I hear this, I'm like, you got me, right? I mean, you you should feel that way. You should feel like what Dr. Steven just explained and kind of just quickly like bulleted out 
And we can unpack each one of those in great depth, those things that we were just talking through, but that is who you are. That's how you're wired. You know, one of the things that, you know, we talk about, about, you know, finding the right person and put them in the right role, doing the right work the right way, that that second part of the rights is it's GWC. They get it. They want it. They have the capacity to do it. Another thing that I found is that, you know, in this idea of alignment is the position of strength and position of strength is that it's aligned with your purpose. It's aligned with your passion. It's aligned with your proficiency, right? So those three things are really key in position of strength and alignment there. So when you hear what Dr. Franson is saying, it's like, yeah, I align with that. Like all those things are, are aligned with, with me, right? So that is the CEO. That's the visionary. And, and that should liberate you. It should, it should excite you. It should also challenge you because you're exposed and you realize if you just have turbo and that's all you're doing is turbo, there's a lot of casualties along the way, you know, you and a bunch of other things, because you can't just have that. And that's why it's so important that we have the understanding of this work marriage. I love that description there. And I love that, you know, sometimes it's, there's a lot of pushing pack going on and that's actually a really good thing in this relationship. And I think some of you actually needed to hear that today, to be honest. I think a lot of people had wrote that one down. They took that one to the bank and they're like, you know what? I have avoided bringing people on my team who conflict with me because I want to have this peaceful household. But the reality is, is that the productive house actually comes with some conflict. You know, I know Lencioni talks about it in his five dysfunctions of a team. He talks about how healthy conflict is actually one of the key attributes of a remarkable team team that functions well. So it's such an important part that you said that, Doc. I love that. And I think that that's going to, if we're going to get to the CEO a little bit now, you're going to see how they complement each other. You're not looking for somebody who's, complimentary doesn't mean they're exactly like you. No, that, that is not it. It's complimentary is that image where it's like they actually balance you out because of the differences that they bring, right? And I think it's really important that we see that for us to truly have a remarkable business and go to that next level, you're going to have to have that person in your life. So before we get into the visionary and the CEO's KPIs for their scorecard, just to to flesh out what the image of what you just described, Dr. Pete, is it's important to recognize the the yin to the yang, right? So it's to recognize the complement. So now listen to the description of the role of the integrator and the characteristics or qualities of the person that thrives in that role. So your COO, your CWO, which you might have thought of as your office manager, their job is to execute the business plan, right? So they're accountable to the PL, the profit and loss statement into the metrics. Their job is to harmoniously integrate the leadership team, right? So harmoniously integrate the leadership team. And they are filtering the visionary's ideas. Let's face it, guys, we have 10 great ideas, but uh, one of them is timely. The other nine need to be put in the parking lot, right? So their job is to filter before we just start puking all over the team, all of our ideas and get everybody scattered and running in nine directions. They run the day-to-day business. Listen, as the CEO, you lead the business. The COO runs the business. Now, the CEO leads the team the COO runs the team. There's a big difference here. Those verbs are really important. And if you're taking notes right now, which I hope you are, I want you to underline that, right? So the difference between leading the business and running the business. So that's the integrator. The qualities are this person is logical and strategic. They love structure. They're details oriented. They thrive in systems. They're a driver. They're a steady diesel engine. They GSD, they get shit done. They're big into execution. They're attached to productivity. They're usually highly tactical. They're usually no nonsense from a personality perspective and can very often be sort of the bad cop and the good cop, bad cop dynamic, which allows you room to stay in the good cop with your team, right? They're committed to results, period. Usually to a fault. This is a person you usually need to have to rein in. You got to pull them in because they're so attached to outcomes. 
They are naturally a problem solver. All right, so that's your integrator to your CE, so your COO to your visionary CEO, the yin and the yang. Dr. Pete, you can see how that calls for two very different people. This definitely is not a yes man, right? This is your compliment in the business world. And this is a person that really acts as your guardrail and also holds you accountable as CEO. So I just want to pause here and press in a little bit because so when you're in the season of a build, oftentimes, you know, launch and build, that person has to be you. Okay. Like in many ways, and we talked about this, I think at the beginning is that you don't have to be awesome at everything. You have to have people that are awesome at everything. You might be awesome at everything. Okay. We're just going to go out there and say, there's some unicorns listening here to this uh, podcast today, (laughs) but here's the thing. And this is just honestly part of the entrepreneurial journey in many ways is you, as you launched your business and you built your business more than likely you were functioning in both roles the CEO and the COO. I'm not saying you were, I'm saying most of the time, that's how it is. And so you have to do an exercise and go through the process of actually being really honest with yourself and brutally honest and saying, you know what, I have developed some fitness and some muscle in this area. However, this is not my zone of genius. And you know what, how you know whether it's your zone, whether it excites you whether you would do it for free, whether you know it's something that you just do automatically. You don't have to think about it. It comes so naturally to you. That's the area that you, you got to be in. That's your role. And that's the, and really important that you know, a lot of people are doing work that's important and it's meaningful. It's important to the bottom line, but it's not your strength. It's not your gift. It's not your your great talent. That's not where you're supposed to be. And that's why it's important that as you go from building into scaling, you have to have these come to Jesus conversations with yourself. And you have to identify that, yes, I have been wearing multiple hats, a lot of hats. You know, and I always like to say the more hats that you you wear, if you insist on wearing all the hats, you're putting the lid on your practice, on your business growth. So we've got to be committed to identifying identifying that you may right now be encroaching on this person's role. You may be sitting in that seat as the COO right now. I know you are because I have enough clients in conversation with chiropractors every single day to know that some of you are right now functioning as a CEO and the COO of the business. What we're inviting you into is the journey to scaling, moving from building into scaling and scaling up and scaling well successfully means leverage and specifically leveraging three things. You leverage systems, you leverage technology, and you leverage people, a team, meaning you build a team around you, putting people in positions that enables you to be the person that you're called to be and the role that you're supposed to be in. So I just needed to say that, Doc, because as you said that, I thought, man, so many of these CEOs, these listeners to this podcast, y'all are listening and you're like, that's me. I mean, that's me too. I'm doing it all. Like, that's what I'm doing. And we're here to say to you, we understand, we hear you. That's the build identity. That's the build behavior to scale 
that that has that's one of the keys that has to change. Yeah, Pete, I mean, and not to try to be comprehensive and pull in every possible scenario out there, but that's an incredibly common one is you've got these really smart, really talented, hardworking driven chiropractors who are in both seats of being the CEO and the COO. And I believe that there's probably a season where you have to be that, <laughs> even if it's just God's way of making you appreciate when you do find that person to get into that seat for you. Um, but at least you appreciate that role and what it calls for. Very often, otherwise you might see that there's a reluctant spouse who's sitting in that role, right? So it was the only person that was available through build. Next thing you know, there's like, oh, I know what my core purpose is. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, this is something that just energizes me as being the chiropractor. And I'm allergic to all those things that you have to do as a COO. So the reluctant spouse ends up in that chair because really feasibly it was the only person who was available to do it. That might be the early years in practice, or maybe you're 15 years or 30 years into doing it that way. And you might need a hug right now hearing me say that, right? But you know, there's a person right there who's maybe not hardwired naturally to be awesome in that role. And it doesn't energize them. In fact, it does the opposite. It drains their energy, right? So we need to bring a person in that they can trust and delegate to and train up to take over this role, right? That's where you're really going to take the lid off your business and pump some oxygen in on the fire, right? So we can help you do that well and do it gracefully and respectfully and get your spouse out of there so that they can go back to doing what they're inspired to do. Or maybe, you know, if there's somebody that's inside your practice right now that's showing some promise and maybe it's somebody you hired to be a CA, maybe it's a checkout CA, or maybe they've become your back office business office manager, but they want more and they want some upward mobility. The trajectory very often, the ascension is that type of person can become your office manager and then take over the role of COO. And the steps in that is when you go from back office manager to office manager, is you actually start managing and leading the team. And then when you go from office manager to COO, you actually, the ascension includes you running the business. That's exactly what we're talking about here. So Let's, you know what, on the next episode, we're really going to drill down on the role of the COO. Let's double back here and let's get back focused on the CEO and the specific roles, responsibilities, and therefore the activities that you're accountable to and the KPIs or key performance indicators we use to measure your performance, right? What are the things that you own? I want to reiterate what Dr. Pete said. There's many ways to do this. There's a lot of ways to skin this cat. We're going to stick with one scenario just for the sake of sanity. And we're going to use the one that's much more common, which is you CEOs tend to be the more entrepreneurial, business builder, extroverted person who wants to go out and take trees down and build the purpose, build, build the practice, serving your purpose. So let's just stay on that slant. We're talking about the CEO in this scenario is really going to say, I'm in charge of new business development. I'm going to be attraction conversion. I want to generate leads, sell care plans. I might still be taking care of patients and leading the team too. But I love being on the front end of this thing. So in, through that lens, let's look at some of the my favorite KPIs for the CEO specifically to, to land on their scorecard. And we're going to talk about the categories of attraction, conversion, and also collections. So from attraction, Dr. P, you know, from a high level, I love just total number of new patient leads, right? So obviously that number is a downstream number when you're talking about marketing, because we address marketing in three different spheres, right? So we talk about internal marketing external marketing and digital marketing. So of course, each one of those could be a KPI, right? But the downstream number is total new patient leads. You could say internal new patient leads, external new patient leads, digital new patient leads. Those are all numbers, right? So those could be CEO KPIs. And then of course, if the CEO is in charge of attraction, then you also want to give them some accountability around the budget. So what is the acquisition cost per lead, right? So that's a great KPI for that individual in that role. And then there's conversion. So downstream 
extreme, you've got total new patient conversion, which is a number of human beings that have joined your practice. You, of course, could break that down into internal, external, and digital. And then you've got total new patient conversion percentage, which is really a performance rating, right? So that's a percentage number. And of course, you could break that downstream number into the categories of internal, external, and digital new patient conversion percentage. Again, there's a difference. Total number of people and percentage. One is a productivity or production. The other is a performance rating for percentage. And then finally, you got collections. For the CEO, I love this. I love doing total collections and total revenue, which is a number, right? So total collections is what you actually collected. Total revenue is what you actually produced. And then total profit profit, which is a number, it's a financial number. It's a dollar sign, right? Like how many dollars, what was the total profit? And here's the thing. Here's an example of like that yin yang complementary relationship between the CEO and the COO. And the next episode, we're going to talk about the COOs in this scenario. What is their KPI structure look like? But here's an example of the yin and yang with the CEO and the COO using their scorecards. Let the CEO own profit in dollars and the COO own profit in percentage because they're accountable to the P&L. Yeah, this is such an important distinction. That's a great example. I think it's a great one for us to kind of wrap this and then we're going to pick up the conversation in our next episode because I feel like we're just getting going and we need to, you know, we need to be able to continue this conversation. So we're going to go ahead and stop here and then just remember to you know, tune back in on our next episode where we'll continue this conversation. But I'll say this. So we're going to give you a, the scorecard. So make sure you get that and download that. It's a PDF. It's fillable. It's blank. So it's fillable. And make sure you use that. And if you have any questions about that, or you're having you know issues with this, you need clarity. Like Doc, you said earlier in the episode that the issue oftentimes is clarity, the lack of clarity. That's where we find a lot of the issues here. And so again, we'll, we can help you with that. So if you need help with that, please reach out to us. Just again, send us a direct message or just click you know the link and you can schedule a, uh, a brainstorm session. We can dig in and we can talk through you know, what's the situation you're currently in and, and how can we help you get through that? We're, we're happy to do that. Honestly, we're happy to do that for our listeners because we're here to serve you. And we know that for you to be able to achieve your goals, we, we want to be able to help you and you know, we want to remove the interference, let's just say. So if we can help you do that, we want to help you do that. And then the last thing is I'm going to say is this, as we kind of wrap this one, you know, remember God only makes geniuses. That's something you've heard us say, doc, you say that a lot. The goal here as a CEO is to make sure that everyone is functioning in their zone of genius. That's the ultimate goal here. So God only makes geniuses. We, our goal is to help you and everyone be in your zone of genius. And when you accomplish this, that's when you truly experience what we call having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. Guys, we'll pick up this conversation next week. Until then, be blessed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.